Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. What's up? Hey, hey. Hey, I, I have my, my top ten list done. Oh, good. Good. Just thought you should know that. Yay. Good. Jeff did his homework. That's Wells. Hi. Hey, I mean, let's be honest. Half the time, it's you that does it. Oh, most homework. of the time up so, until now, it's been me. Yeah. In fact, exclusively up until now, it's been me. I am not throwing shade. I'm just... Kind I'll of throw rev- all the shade. Well, I'm, I'll I'm, throw as much shade as I want to. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just reveling in the fact that it's not me for once. Uh, so we know the rules. So I got to ask, uh, So I, either of you played High on Life yet? Uh, no. What is that? So that's the game from Justin Rowland, freaking Morty. Oh, okay. Um, it's on Game Pass. Sure. Highly recommend you actually play it. It's sure. actually a competent game. What, what's the... What's the well, game you, like? Break, break it down. Okay, me. so think... Borderlands and Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, basically. Rick and Morty lands. Yeah, pretty much. Um, instead of like finding you know random guns, you have very specific guns. They all have character voices. They all talk to you. Okay. I don't know. It, it's fun, and right. it's it's. Go it, check it out. Whatever. I was like, just excited that the uh, um, Skywalker saga Lego Star Wars popped on Game Pass, and I'm uh, like, well, I know what I'm doing. Okay. I mean, also, too, it's not a very long game, like, especially if you don't want to collect it on it. For sure. Like, you can get through the main story pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. So, Good I, I, I recommend it. Um, you know, in that typical writing style, wow. Okay. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, especially if you like that, that writing style that, you know, when he talks to himself, because a lot of people don't realize that he is talking to himself the entire time. He's doing Rick and Morty. He is not. There is not a Rick. There is not a Morty. It is one person. He is Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, but him talking. Like, which feels like an episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. It, it really kind of does this season, especially. But uh, I'm not. Two. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm watching people dump beers. I'm not there. angry with you. I'm just disappointed. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you could be angry and disappointed. That's okay. I mean, we usually are, at least with you. That's fine. Uh, Why they're resetting uh, a article. This basically is going to be the listicle episode because we've got two listicles. First one up is the best breweries of 2022. And there is a very specific reason as to why. Oh, is it based this. on what? Is this based on the most check-ins? Based on the highest rated check-ins? Eh, fuck if I know. Because like I see, I, I feel like I keep getting these like in my suggested news story feed of like here are the top twenty-five rated breweries you know in your state. And I'm like I, I don't care about untapped check-ins. I want to, you know. Of course, then again, it's is it better to have a list, a listicle based on untapped data or? These are my 25 favorite beers of the year. They're just the ones that I had. Uh, well, it's Hop Culture, and they is the website that pulled all this together. And they reached out to a whole bunch of different people, uh, different contributing writers for them. Like, I, what, not, what okay. are your favorites? I'm not mad. And, uh, I mean, do we just want to skip to the reason that we're talking about it? Or do we want to go through it one by one by I one? I, did, I think I did look at this one. There's a one of these I feel like I've been you, to. You, you, yeah, and you se- you sent this to me. Oh, hey, hey. hey. yeah, hey. you sent this to me to begin with. I'm like, this looks really familiar. That would be why. Um, okay, so that one, Oddwood out of Austin, Texas, Foxtail out of San Jose, Funky Town, Chicago. Never heard of them. Uh, Fort George, we've had their beer on the show uh, from Astoria, Oregon, aka Goonie Land. Yeah, yeah aka been, Kindergarten Cop. I've been there. Yeah, super fun place. Brews beers out of Colorado. Yep. Uh, and then, hey, oh, what? 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 You go, who? What? Just a little brewery you might have heard of around here called Divine Barrel. Yeah. Uh, we've obviously, you know, kind of homered over Divine for quite a while. Uh, the fact. To see that they're getting some recognition, I think, is a really amazing thing. I was very happy for them. It's like, I, this is going to sound really awful. It's almost bittersweet for me. Like, I love the fact that they're getting recognized, but then I'm like, oh, shit. People are going to come in and ruin my place. I get that. I totally get that. Um, you know, here's part of the reason, number one, why I felt like we didn't, at least in my opinion, why we didn't leave Salute was it wasn't packed. It was quiet. 100%. And for you especially, I know that's a big deal. And 
the only other spot I could have imagined going that day would have been Divine, and it's not a slight on them, no. but if I go over there typically in the early afternoons, it's pretty empty, and yep. I like that. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I like being able to, number one, not have to yell over each other or anything sure. else, versus when we have all been there, you know, depending on some nights, that place is fucking packed. Oh, yeah. It, it like it, To me, that's a good thing, right? Like They're obviously doing good things the right way. They're busy at times. They're not busy at times. Yeah. And I can cater myself to that because yes. I, I, I too like when I go out and I'm brewery hopping. I like, it's an experience. I want to go. And it's like a, an excuse to hang out. We're gonna try different places, but I want to be able to have a conversation yeah. without screaming over yes. the douchebags in the popped polos. You know, like just shut up, man. I don't care about some chick that you're banging. Like I exactly. just, I want to have a conversation with the person across the table from me without screaming. Yeah, exactly. And and that's one of those places where. Like I know I can go and experience that and and have phenomenal beer to begin with. So especially as uh, we are getting a little older too, it is kind of nice to go someplace that doesn't have all the people out there looking to be seen. Yes, it doesn't feel like we're going to the curb. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, new image out of Colorado. Okay, sure. Is there another one here? Noble Savage. I feel like there was a there's a third one in here that was interesting. Hudson Valley. No. Thunder, keep going. Old Thunder, never heard of them. The Sloth, Watsonville, Carolina, Carolina. California. California. Don't mind me, alma mater. I don't like that at all. I mean, I'm sure the beer's fine. Urban Growler, St. Paul. Okay, that was it. Yep. Yeah, it's it. Divine Barrel though. Like, like. Yeah, yeah. that was the whole reason why we put this on here. It wasn't necessarily to talk about any of those other breweries. It was. The fact we got to talk about Divine right. and not be a homer in doing it. They actually made a list of. Legitimate places that people should go, and I know you do, I do. If people are coming here to this city, I tell them go, go to, to Divine Barrel. Yeah, because yeah, they make a variety of styles, yep. and no matter what they make, they do a either yeah. a very good to extremely excellent job. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, it's just I, I don't know if you've got a special brewery that you love to go to and you, you like your scene as it was your status quo. And, you know, curious to hear what you would think about your brewery getting that kind of recognition, you know, in a national publication. I mean, it's a blog site, but whatever. Right. But you know, like how do you balance the need and want for success versus, you know, wanting to keep it all to yourself? How do you balance that? Uh, hit Josh up at CBcast on the Twitters. Let him know what you think. Yeah, I am actually, that is a really good question because part of me is kind of like, hey, the cat's out of the bag now. Uh, I better not go there in an afternoon and it's full of douche bros because I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, yeah, because douche bros are reading like a very niche uh, beer blog article. Hey, they might. I don't know. They read finance and crypto blogs all the fucking time. Why are they not going to read that too? So, is Divine Barrel doing NFTs? God, I hope then, not. Then, then they were probably safe. I, I hope not. I really hope not. Uh, speaking of, the other listicle was, and I actually feel like this would be a fun list to go through all of these cities, but the most underrated beer cities, according to our pros in the craft beer world. So, the first city up. Where? San Lupus. California. Okay. Uh, I've never been. Don't know that I would ever go. Like, if I'm going to California to begin with, number one, I'm probably not going to San Lu- Lupus. Yeah, LA. I'm San Luis to, Obispo. Yeah, I'm, 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 like, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to San, San Diego. Diego. Right, right. We'll just have this conversation. My wife, we were talking about. You know, our, our oldest is about to go off to. You know, go off to school here. At the, you know, in the, in the fall. So this is our last like six months of. You mean your youngest because your oldest right, is already my, yeah. in school. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Show two. <laughs> and, um, and you're so, the worst parent. I knew that. Come on. You're the worst parent. You talk about your youngest, but it's really your oldest. Yeah. Because you have one. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. But you know, we're talking about like you know, like let's take a trip somewhere. Let's go someplace fun. And we, San Diego's always been on our list. And, well, and, and you know, just so listeners know. Um, not to dox everything completely, but 
you have one child that's in a marching band for a school that was playing a bowl game in San Diego, and I thought you were going to go to San Diego and the Pacific Northwest in one year, and I was really going to be upset with you. I, I really, we, we, like, there was a, there was a moment where we both kind of locked eyes and was like, should we do this? And it was like, no. Yeah. We, we, you know, our, our vacation budget was shot for the year, and it just, um, I, we, it would have sucked because, besides the fact that the game, well, they lost the game. Yeah. But, we really wouldn't have been able to like hang out and right. do anything. So like it would have we just been like 18th wheels. Yeah. So we you know we just kind of decided like let's let's wait and then you know sometime in the fall or whatever like we'll just go. Yeah. I great. mean, out of the destinations of California up there, obviously to me is San Diego. Yeah. Like and if, uh, if I'm going for beer or San Francisco, and that this is on the Central Coast, it's kind of like I'm either going to the north or I'm going to the south, but right. I'm not really going in the middle. And just looking up a little bit of Wikipediaing on this neck of the woods—that's pretty cool. So, I mean, I'd go up north half or north part of uh, Cali and, and do some Russian River. Uh, so, I, I'm gonna just flat out tell you guys: in July of next year, I will be at Russian River. Like, oh, okay, it's very already, cool. Already booked. Like, wasn't it booked last time? No. Okay. No. No. This is a, a wedding. Like that was a bachelor party, and that. Uh whole thing kind of wow. fashion party and then a year later the wedding wedding yeah just gonna make sure it sticks uh, there was a baby in the middle so Ooh. yeah you know gotta make sure nobody came down with chlamydia right exactly make sure the baby was never mind there's <laughs> <laughs> story number or city number two new york city uh wells you've been to new york quite frequently do you feel like that's an underrated beer underrated that's underrated. what this article is i know Underrated? I'm sitting here like you have other half, what, threes? Brooklyn Brewery, which I know isn't like Saranac. king of the dung heap anymore. But yeah, like, Saranac! Saranac, oh God. <laughs> um, yes and no. I, okay. think, I think that New York gets a, like a couple breweries out of there, gets a lot of love. But ultimately, it's really expensive to be... A, a brewery there and doing a tour of different breweries like up in New York. I mean, I did this like 2019. It was hard, hard to get around. I mean, even knowing how to use public transit, like this was not a, as easy as it is in some other cities. Uh, underrated. I, I think that's right. Well, and I guess arguably, uh, at least according to some of the, the comments I was reading, because I found this story too. Um, you don't think of New York as a beer city. Like, I don't. No. Like, now I went to some absolutely amazing uh, beer bars and bottle shops while I was up there. I brought home a whole bunch of the, um, like, Ecliptic 50-50 series, I, I, or whatever. Um, I had a great time while I was there, but I did my research and you know, had some family living in that neck of the woods that kind of helped me go to certain places. So I, I had an easy time finding spots, but on the whole, I, I would not consider New York a very craft beer centric city at all. Okay. Uh, next city up is Tucson, Arizona. Uh, yeah, I could I mean, like, so does, so I guess maybe it would help me, you know, I know you don't have the answer, but I'm just saying this out loud. When you say it's underrated, does that just mean like I have never thought about them as a craft beer destination and they actually have one or two craft beer places? It's more like it, everybody kind of talks about maybe a neighbor. Um, like, like Phoenix, which I don't talk about Phoenix as a craft beer destination because I wouldn't see it that way. But you're close enough to... The four state quadrant that if you really were going for beer, you're not going to anywhere in Arizona. You're going to Colorado. Yep. And Tucson has enough to say, you know, hey, maybe I don't need to go up to Sea Springs or maybe I don't need to go to Denver. Like, although I I feel like that's dead wrong. Because it's kind of with the next point of this, I mean, of Albuquerque. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, every town, I shouldn't say every town, but like, most towns of decent size probably have a, a handful of crap breweries. Right. A couple of which are probably decent. I don't know. Yeah, Albuquerque, kind of the same way. I, um, yeah, I mean, when I think of ABQ, I'm, I'm going for the meth. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. I got I'm going for the meth, baby. Or that's where I'm t- should have been taking a left turn. Correct. So the one that the hold whole up. reason. No, y- yep, yep, yep. That's the reason why this list is here because I was waiting oh, okay. for Jeff's I, reaction. I, 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 okay, I, I'm reading her a little right up now. I get it. So it's the it. So so it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte. Right? Yeah, and it's where not, this podcast is based out of it, for listeners that right, don't know for nine years, whatever. But it's not because Charlotte is overlooked. It's because it's dwarfed by the shadow. Of Asheville. Yes. Which it's surpassed Asheville at this point. Agreed to agree. So, yeah, I, I don't feel like we're an underrated city anymore at all. But I also understand, like, if I'm a beer visitor, do I want to go to here? Or do I want to go to the mountains? Yeah. I'd much rather go to the mountains yeah. than hang out in Charlotte. But the beer, I, like, the three-hour drive, you're going to get... Two. I, I, don't, I don't disagree... With the notion that Asheville has has very good beer, I yeah. would rather be here drinking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, got the light rail. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but you throw its fucking brick, and you're finding a craft brewery at this point. Like, they're everywhere. I can see one from my bedroom window. <laughs> yes, you can, um, and they can see you. They can. <gasps> You, you've slowed I hope, on, on I hope they've me. got binoculars. I'm sorry, I, I lost track of where I was. Have I given you this one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't got that you one. Yeah. You, yeah. No, you imported that one. You imported that one, bitch. Um. All right. Yeah. I, w- I was. Down. I was a little like, oh, cool. Charlotte's on this list. Well, that makes sense because you know Asheville, two hours away, gets all the love and attention. And I get that because in terms of like breweries per capita, they have one of the best, strongest ratios right. in the country. But let's just take, I mean, even the average quality of an, a Charlotte brewery versus the average quality of an Asheville brewery. I, yeah, I'm biased as hell but I, because I live here, but I also go up there enough to just say, I, I, I like Charlotte's chances, man. I do too. Um Underrated beer city, sure, bro. But yeah, hey, well, but I, we but, live here. That's know, but, that's the but thing. I'll, but I'll but I'll take that. I'll, I'll I appreciate any sort of positive attention. <sighs> thank you, thank you, uh, Kayleen Gibbons from Woodmere Brothers. Yeah, I'd be interested in trying to do a comparison between like all the breweries in Asheville versus all the breweries in Charlotte. Not necessarily by production size, but you know, like. Quality wise, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. You've got, you know, Zillicoa in technically Sierra Nevada, and you know, formerly Highwire, and um, Green Flat or Green uh, Green Man, and uh, oh, what's the what's the one with the that does everything in the barrels that you like? Cellarest, Cellarest. You know, like like there's a lot of good options up there, but I don't feel like I don't feel like I ever as a Charlotte ish resident i don't ever look at the beer scene here and go yeah we don't really have anything we should go up to Asheville. right now Asheville has a couple of breweries that i'd love to visit different story different story yeah absolutely uh next one up st louis okay um i don't feel like that's an underrated beer city to begin with but i ever has been so but their point is st louis is known for one Gigantic brewery, yep. Budweiser. But they're but, not to me because I know of, and, and and maybe it's just because I'm into beer. Yeah. I know Four Hands is there. I know some of these other breweries are there. You know Four Hands. Does, does Four Hands know that you know Four Hands is there? Hello. I, I don't know. You know Four Hands is there. You know that uh, Perennial is there. Shoffley. Shoffley. Or Shoffley. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, like, like I know those places. But, but also, like, for a city the size of St. Louis, they, there's not a whole lot of. I, like I feel like we got more per capita here. Well, we do, and St. Louis isn't that big. It felt big when you were a kid. Fair enough. You're like right. You're it, right. it, it really did. Trust me. Because depends. are we counting East St. Louis? Because driving through St. Louis, I was like, oh hey, I went through St. Louis in like five seconds. Yeah. Okay. Like it's not as big as you think. It's more tall than it is wide. Right. Exactly. It's got more girth than it does length, you know. But or the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, to yeah. Get, to be able to visit a city that not only has Budweiser in it, which don't get me wrong, I I I tried to go to the Budweiser tour, 
And I took a left turn instead of taking a right and missed the last tour by like five minutes. Um, I, I still want to go. I absolutely want to go tour that Budweiser plant. And then I've got side project and then I've got perennial. That's one hell of a weekend for me. Urban chestnut. Oh yeah. Yeah. Urban chestnut. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of options, but I guess if if you didn't know that St. Louis had all that stuff, I guess I could understand it. Yeah. Uh, Next one up kind of the same way, in my opinion, Minneapolis, St. Paul, like, I know all the breweries that are there. I don't feel like that's an underrated city, but I guess if you don't know, you don't pay attention to the beer scene, you may not know. So what all's in Minneapolis? St. Paul? What does the Twin Cities have to offer us? Because I don't know. Surly? Surly? I mean, come on. Dangerous Man. Modi- I've heard of Modest, or I've seen their stuff maybe one time. Indeed. I, I, uh, okay. I mean, honestly. Like- no, no disrespect. I just again, don't know you. Well, there's a lot of those I don't know, but I know Surly's there. I'm not going to 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 St. Paul Mini for beer, to be honest. I, I don't want to go. Period. But <laughs> I've been there before. I ain't going back. There's like a th- there's like a three day window where it'd probably be all right. Yeah, it's in the middle of the summer. It's like perfect. August fourth. Yeah, it's like absolutely perfect and stunning. But other than that, you don't want to go. Yeah, hard pass. All you need is a light jacket. Boise. I don't think of beer in Boise at all. Correct. I've last time I went to Boise again was in oh nine. No. Oh wait. Um no. I, no really? No, that's not it. Jeff's making hand gestures. What are I'm you excited. I'm excited about this next one. Okay. So yeah, Boise didn't have much when I rolled through, but I did go to Barley Browns in the corner of Oregon on my way to there. The it's, only thing I know about Boise is it's got like insane property rates for being where it is in the middle of nowhere, but you know, whatever. Uh, the next one up, the Jeff's all got his I'm bits and exci- tingly. I'm well, look, you know, like, hey, is, I've been there. Is Yakima. Yakima Valley, baby. Washington State. So would you, as somebody that's into craft beer but not working in the industry, would you call it an underrated city? Because that is technically Hop Valley. It, it is Hop Valley, but I will also tell you that being someone who's uh, so so it's uh, like the, the running meme about the difference between a tech enthusiast and a tech worker. Okay, you know, a tech enthusiast will say like, "My entire home has automation," and the tech worker says, "I have one thing connected to the internet. It's my printer, and I've got a pistol sitting next to it in case it makes a sound that I don't recognize." Right. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Likewise, you know, when, when it comes to beer, like for years. Scott would send me stuff from Washington State, stuff from Spokane, stuff from Seattle, stuff from Astoria, Oregon. You know, in Yakima Valley was always just like, oh, well, you know, there's bail breakers there. And, you know, that was kind of like that was it It was bail breaker. And we went there and it is it's it's a weird town. It's it definitely has that vibe of uh, that moment in Sim City mm-hmm. where uh, everything's kind of starting to die a little bit before it all starts growing again. Okay. So, you know, like, <laughs> it's a little sketchy at a couple spots. But at the same time, like, Single Hill was amazing. Honestly, my, my probably the most memorable, besides, I say the most memorable beer. That's That's really hard to say because... Breakside was so memorable and Freem was so memorable, but I mean, right. Single Hill was fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that a lot of people necessarily look to Yakima as a place to go for beer because there's so many other places around. Right. I can go to Spokane. I can go to Seattle and get Fremont. I can go to Portland and get Breakside. Why would it bother going to Yakima Valley? Yeah. There's some good stuff there. I don't know that I want a vacation there. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, but um, I, I would. But you would make a stop. I would not hate drive. Yeah, because like again, the, the drive from like Portland to Hood River, back up to Spokane. I mean, it was kind of on the way. Okay, mostly mostly on the way. It was worth it. Fair enough. Uh, next one up, I think it's almost the last one. Baltimore. I believe you. Um, I'm not interested in Baltimore. Oh, that is the last one. Flying dog. Yeah, and I'm out. Yeah, kind of fuck flying dog, but whatever. Oh, why? Because this beer was not brewed at their in Asheville, Asheville brewery. brewery. Fuck off. I've had a big hard on for flying dog hatred since that. Oh, I know. And it's amazing. Like, 
how with one little meme or whatever, like the, they turned heel on the entire state of North Carolina. They did really. <laughs> like you know what, your beer isn't that good anymore. Like kiss my ass. Well, I mean, your beer was, was middling at best to begin. Yeah, with. I was to say, yeah. was it ever good to begin with? But they fine? had, yeah. but they had raging bitch as one of their well, they had beer pearl names. Necklace. I know. Look at us. All of our names are edgy. I'm like, yeah, that was cute back in 2004. The only reason that I have to get over Baltimore way for beer, um, honestly, is Guinness. Uh, oh, yeah. They've got that that yeah. thing there now. I, I tried. I mean, I had every intention of going to a, uh, you know, to go visit the Guinness place while I was up on fish tour this summer. Uh, I got close, I guess, but. Ended up meeting a friend at a closer by brewery and just couldn't be bothered to drive an additional forty minutes to Baltimore. Like, right. it's fine. I'm I'm good where I am. I'm I'm fine. Cool. All right. Are we ready for some more beers? Of oh, the top oh, ten persuasion. Oh, yeah. uh, so, Jeff, do you want to read Chuck's? I guess somebody's got to read Chuck's. Uh, while you read Chuck's, I'll take care of Jake's. And then I know Justin sent us one on Twitter, too. I remember it. Do you remember what that was? No. Okay, I'll take care of it. All right, Chuck's number five from Main Beer. Thank you, 2022. Okay. Um, I haven't had anything from Main Beer Fresh in a long time. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what that is. Uh, number four from Monday Night Brewing, Cosmic Cabbage, which I you like maybe we had that on the show? Yeah, probably. If yeah. if you didn't, I think I did. Okay. Uh, number three from Jailbreak Brewing, special lady friend. Something Chuck wants. Yes. But yes. not number one. He doesn't want it number one. He wasn't number three. three. So special lady friend for Chuck. Um, number two from Academia. Oh, yeah. We had a bunch of Academia beer there for a while. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that are there by UGA. Yep. Uh, three Shades of Black. And then uh, one that I know will resonate with the two of you. Number one from Monday Night Brewing, the tiger that killed my father, maple bourbon barrel aged out. That's that's at least you finished strong, Chuck. Yeah, definitely. Good luck with your good luck finding your lady friend. Very, very Chuck's ISO. <laughs> very strong. Uh, so for Jake, his number five. I don't know if this is make without the A or just MKE. But it's one Tattersell Rye Barrel Aged Stout, and that is from Central Waters Brewing Company. Uh, number four, Veneration Double Barrel from Three Sheeps Brewing Company, Belgian Quad. Interesting. Or, sorry, number four. Number three, uh, Tequila Barrel Aged Mexican Do Cake. Can I get my glasses for you? Uh, Wells, you, you, you approve? Oh, God, damn. I, I love, like... Westbrook knows what to do with the keel barrels. They yeah. just do. Uh, number two, double barrel naughty water. It was a mead cask, and that was a barley wine from Eagle Park Brewing. What? Yeah. Uh, my Jimmy's got kind of rustled when mead, he sent that one mead over. Cask, mead barley cask, wine? barley wine. Yeah. All right. <gasps> yeah. All right, all right, all right. And all number right. one, a, a, a man after our own hearts, Cafe Death from Revolution. You know, I... I uh, I had some Cafe Death. Um, Show off. Yeah. Um, man, that beer slaps. Yeah. It is so freaking good. Did I put that in your birthday box? I think you did. Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure you did. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? My, uh, my so, birthday's in July. Sucks to be you. So from Justin, another listener of the show, donated oh, some beers. His was Rind from Yeah, his number, one, his number one and only. Yep. The, the funny thing was... Uh, texting with him that wasn't his number one checked in beer though and i'm so disappointed in that like ryan may have been his favorite and dude gushed all over it i mean i i love ryan too justin i feel you that beer is freaking fantastic but you know step your check-in game up bud all right so jeff what was your number five um um, uh, number five for me um, and, and something that I think will warm Wells' heart a little bit here. It's from Fontaflora. It was their birthday wine. Whoa! You put something from Fontaflora on your top ten? What is happening? Well, uh, English barley wine, aged in bourbon barrels with blackberries. 
That's that's yeah. What's I mean, not, what's I'm, not to love about? I'm that? here for it. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it to death. Wells, I'm going to keep on that barley wine train. My number five beer of the year has been mentioned already. Jeff, thank you for bringing this. Uh, it's the Jackie O's Prodigality. God, uh, I'm still thinking about that beer. Thank you. So yeah, good. makes my pants tight. Makes your pants real tight. Josh, what's your number five? Triple C. Whoop. Can you guess Flat. where I'm going? Flatburn. Nope. Blanc. Planet Pulp. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. No, no, it's, but it totally makes sense. For me, Planet, Planet, that, Pulp, that, is, Planet Pulp is the like always available version of Flatbrim. Yes. And, yep. and I am a Flatbrim homer you to are. begin with. Oh, yeah, for sure. And when Planet Pulp starts to hit like regular rotation, and I know it is at the brewery, but it's not quite out in distro yet. Right. That thing's going to live in that fucking fridge. For sure. Uh, number four. Sorry, I'm just over here thinking about that. Uh, number four, <laughs> uh, previously mentioned, the Surly Double Furious. Ah, I see, mean, you take a beer. Uh, all three of us. You take a beer, you distill it into a whiskey, you let it sit in barrels, you empty the barrels, then you take a triple IPA and put it in the barrels. Like, there's, it's a little incestuous. But like I'm okay with it. But like, yeah, it's like that. Like, okay, it's like the whole like stepbrother thing. But like, right. we we know that's not really what's going on. But like, whatever. It's just it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. One <laughs> of those again, one of those beers that like made me kind of sit up and take notice of like, oh yeah, Surly. Yeah, I because mean, when I got it from Chase, I was just like, well, oh, okay, it's okay, a, it's mm-hmm. a just an IPA, like that's whatever a decision. And then, I, and then I read up, and I'm like, oh, this oh. could this could be really good. Or an absolute train wreck. It is always great when we get like a donation from a listener like Chase. And and the the conversation the, the comment is, I'm curious to hear what you all think about it. Yeah. Like no other notes, no other guidance. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now we can be completely honest. But that beer was it, amazing. And yeah, and the fact that it made all three of our top tens in different spots says yes. something. Absolutely fantastic. Good job, Chase. If you want to reach out to us, uh, contact at craftbeercast.com. Uh, we'd love to work out some sort of trade from you, or if you have aspirations of being on our top 10 list in 2023, let us know. Or if you're Chuck and you're like, wait, what did I do wrong this year? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> Get good, son. Get, Get good. good, son. Well, all right. Coming in at number four, it's my second Fauna Flora beer. And my last on this top 10. I'm not this, shocked. This Damn. is Coracoid. Oh, that was so good. Uh, so good. It, you're talking a blend of barrel-aged stout and barrel-aged barley wine. No adjuncts necessary. This thing just... God, it it's, it's trouble. It's trouble. It's 14% and it comes in... A 750 milliliter bottle, and that's the only thing that kept me from just like buying a case. Right. Is I just you don't, don't need you, no. you don't need like two pints at a time. Well, you do though. I no, I don't though. Yes, you do. I, no, I don't though. And <laughs> you could share if, if this thing was straight up in four packs, twelve ounce cans, I would go so poor. It was absolutely delicious. And again, this is a fine example of. What you can do with just great barrel techniques, yes, you don't need a whole bunch of bullshit. I, I'm so glad, uh, on a personal note, to see that I'm, I'm I've, I've turned that. I, I feel like 2022 was kind of where I started turning the corner on Fauna Flora because you know, for, for it really time, was. For you time, hated them for I, a I long say time. I hated them. I just like I was always disappointed because everybody hyped them so much, right? And I would have their beer, and I'm like, but this isn't good. Those like handful of cans when they first started dropping cans, I'm like, this tastes watered down. This is not good. We're good now. We're good now. I get it. Can I get the last beer by the way? Yeah, I, 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 well, I was gonna wait till the break to ask y'all what I forgot because it's show two and I've gotten Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. So uh my number four from Monday night. Woo. Prime example of you can just do barrel aged beer with not a lot of adjuncts and it turns out fantastic. Dark subject matter vanilla. Yes. That Absolutely. thing was so, good. so goddamn good. And it was not adjunct filled. The vanilla was not fake. Like they did that perfectly. I, I feel like there was a whole lot of barrel aged beer out of Atlanta that we had this year that was all like above 
yeah. the, above the bar, you know, yeah. the, the high expectations that we had for them. It you know, also Orpheus, helped Monday that night. I was in or- Atlanta like two times, I yeah, think. And for sure. Able to bring back a lot of Monday night, a lot of Orpheus. Yeah. Dude, like, and and then we've got, um, oh, God, halfway crooks down there that's like oh, yeah. all clean beers. Like, suddenly Atlanta has, I think Atlanta should have been on that like underrated, underrated beer Yeah, list. for yeah. sure. They are yeah. now. Yeah. Especially because they've changed the, the the laws there in Georgia about what you can and can't do as a consumer. Like so. half tap rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff. Yes, sir. You number three. Number oh, my, three? my number three um, from my trip out west, Single Hill from Yakima Valley. Uh, this is their uh, fresh hop lateral A. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. You know, like I brought a lot of beer back from that trip. And I would use it in various ways with shares with other people and like have some of the stuff for my trip. Um, that was one that I guarded and didn't share much at all. And I enjoyed for, it. For valid reasons. And again, like <clears throat> I, I, I feel like 2022 for me, between, you know, like turning the corner with Fauna Flora, I also like really tried to get away from heavy sitting beer and getting more into clean finishing beer and, you know, going out to the West coast and having a West coast IPA that's fresh hopped that just absolutely is somehow crispy and yet bitter. And, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful they do something like that next year. I'm hopeful to get some of it next year. Absolutely. So great. Josh, you mean Wells, Wells, number three. Shut up. Shut up. Well, I decided, well, not decided, it it just kind of showed up. Uh, I'm going local, and uh, my, my check-in with this uh, on Untapped was, top three uh, Divine Barrel beer ever, fight me. This warm is the my Warm My Bones Imperial Stout aged in apple brandy barrels. It, 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 this was... This was a game changer for me. This is one of the, this is probably my favorite uh, barrel aged beer that Divine Barrels ever come out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also the beginning of the, this was my year of the apple brandy barrel uh, oh, things sure. too. Yeah. Um, big time into apple brandy. Um, always have been, always will be, I think, but War My Bones was just like top notch. Just, oh, it's so freaking good. I almost, like when I'm making that top 10 list, uh, earlier today, and I just looked over in my cabinet and I saw I had one can just chilling right there. It's like I know it's like twelve thirty, and we're recording in a couple hours, but I could finish one of these, right? Right. <sighs> I didn't. I didn't have one. I'm okay. I'm regretting it. I could have really gone for one right well, now. Well, well you could have one when you get home. I, I still can. You can look forward to that. Yup. Yeah. Uh, so warm my bones to my barrel. Number three, freaking delicious, Josh. Number three from Revolution. Big surprise. The, 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 the Undertaker. I love how that's like showed up in like my number seven and, and your everything. Yeah. Because like honestly, like there's so much good revolution this year. Yeah. I mean, we got spoiled with and, and again, revolution like shit. I just, like I, I, I had a can of it last night and it's still drinking great. It is a definitely a little more chocolatey. But I don't hate that. No, like it's it's like a bourbon chocolate pecan pie without the pecans. I know it sounds dumb, but like bear with me. Yeah. So so far, Thundertakers and uh, Double Furious are the only two that have shown up in all three of our top tens so far. Probably. Oh, yeah. So far. So far. Yeah. Well, let's, let, let's see what number two is. Uh, number two uh, from Divine Barrel. Warm my bones. Hey. 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 So uh, Control C, Control V on everything well said. Um, my, my favorite Divine Barrel beer of the year, and I've had a lot of favorite Divine Barrel beers. Um, I have two cans left, and every time I get into my fridge, I'm like, mm, is today the day, Hector? But I think they still have them at the brewery, so... That's fine. I Like, I probably... So those were not cheap cans, and I bought those like they were right way to heaven. So, you know... Like, <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Definitely another one like so. So um, we haven't had this one on the show yet, but um, the new Comfort in Darkness came out, oh. and so uh, 
Warm My Bones and Comfort in Darkness and the um, uh, the Japanese rice lager. Uh, the, uh, paint was, the Walls. Paint the Walls, thank you. It was on my top 10 list. All three of those beers, uh, at, at one point, I walked into the Buzz and I bought everything you had. Nice. So great. That's my number two. Wells? All right. Coming in at number two, we were just talking about these guys, Orpheus. And this is the 12th Labor Reserve. Yeah. Nice. Which is an imperial stout aged in heaven hill barrels for four years. Yeah, that one was a, that was a that damn was good beer. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was really good for me. Jeff Kissel coming in with a whopping five-star check-in on yep. this one. So uh, if only you really had a, a little bit more time to put together your top ten list. I, like, you know, like, it was, it was really, really good. Um, and and there, you, this thing happens where you check in a beer and, like, this is how you feel in the moment. And the moment's great. But... How do you feel about it a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, 12 months from now? Right. And now you're going there and you're looking at all of the beer that you've had. And it's like, that was really good. And it probably been like, you know, probably number 13 on my list. Um, so me coming crazy. in, yep. uh, commenting on your check-in. Uh, if this isn't in my year-end top 10, we'll have had one hell of a year. Yeah. Your response was, I feel like I just need to have a top five revolution and then a top five everybody else. So true to form, here's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Nailing I, it. I, but, I, I know me. I know me. Jeff Strodamus. I am who I think I am. Oh, <laughs> Orpheus. God, I swear. Like they just did like a, a Black Friday, like Imperial Stout Tap takeover. And oh. like, good. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Josh, number two. <laughs> All right. So you... Always remember that beer that got you into a style. Sure. And then you remember the beer that reminds you that the style exists. Correct. So from... Sour. It's a sour. So help me, it's a sour. Nope. All right. From Lupulin. Okay. It was their double bock or doppelbock. Okay. I believe Chase sent us that, if I remember right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, That was one of those styles that... It reminded me, you know what? Hey, German beer still can do German beer things. Yep. And it made me stand up and pay attention to wishing that there wasn't a problematic German brewery in this town anymore. Because I really want to get back into my German beer roots. Let's, that. let's go to Gilda. It's not, yeah. even, it's not even that. It's it's We don't have, like, for whatever reason, and maybe it's because of the name, Doppelbach doesn't get a ton of love. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It is a very niche beer yes. that sometimes sees the light of day. You know, probably the most prevalent Bach of anything is Shiner. Yeah, which, I mean, Shiner's a competent Bach, I, but yeah, it's, it's... But, like, it's not a Doppel. Like, I want no, a Doppel. Right, I right. Want the, yeah. And, like, it for it for, <coughs> forever, until unless they make it again and we happen to have it, I hurt for the fact that you never got to try... Southern Strains, Dickel, Barrel-Aged, Doppelbach. Oh, because yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed about that, too. I really am. Jeff, your number one. My number one, uh, you know, sometimes you get the, the name of a beer, the, uh, pr- uh, um, not prodigy, but the um, pedigree of the brewery and what it is and all that kind of stuff. And that, that kind of really fills up your, your brain. And am I giving this beer too much credit because of the name that goes with it? And then, you know, Ivory shows up and he's like, here's lost Abbey's duck, duck goose and anniversary duck, duck goose. So this one is just a three year blend, which is nice and bright and, 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 and punchy. And then here is the nine year blend. Holy cow. Yeah, I get and then, it. And then getting to have it again at Whales for Wishes confirmed. Duck, duck, goose. I, I don't get it that often, but beer of the year for me. The mother of all ducks. For sure. So good. Nice. Well, well number one. <sighs> well, Jeff kind of spit this one out as part of his little revolution roundup. I had a, a bit more of a coherent take on it when I checked this in in January. <laughs> 
Going to be my top 10 beer of 2022, mark my words, like a bag of dehydrated apples and marshmallows clears an already high bar. That is the Apple Brandy Ryeway from Revolution. Just a freaking work of art. Everything we wanted it to be. Yep. Because like that was a beer that I was super nervous about bringing on because I am a Ryeway to have in Homer. Yep. Um, and I love Revolution because of all the other stuff they make. Yep. And then Apple Brandy is something that Wells and I both love. Yes. And they're like, man, if this doesn't deliver, and I have one can of it. Yep. And I could have just kept it. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it's coming on the show. We got it. We got to have this. And then, I, bam, number one. So glad. Josh, going local. Whoop. From a number one. From Triple C. I don't even know. Flat brim. Yep. It is. They're double flat brim. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that one. Oh, I didn't. I didn't at all. Like, my bad. That's why Planet Pulp was there. It's, it's kind of my it's flat brim, but it's not quite flat brim. Right. And then double flat brim came out, and I was like, oh, fuck. Right. I mean, <laughs> technically, it was the other way around. Double sure. flat brim first, then Planet Pulp. But double flat brim, I literally chased that beer around town as much as I could. Like... Uh, uh. And it's funny because, you know, I talk about heist. I talk about resident culture for all these hazies. And I had two from Triple C yeah. that are both hazies and just but phenomenal. I, I, don't, I don't feel like Triple C makes a lot of hazies, but when they do, they're really good. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. So that was our top 10 beers of the year. I will run back through the two that made everybody's list. Both the Surly Double Furious and Thundertaker. Um, I do think it would be fun next year. I actually was talking to Wells about this, Jeff. Production meeting on on air of coming up with a show like top three of like something that we've all tapped and we all kind of have to agree on. You know, we have our right. individual lists, but, right. but like, 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 here's the top three that all three of us would say yes. The, the stuff that clean swept, that there yes. was a clean sweep for all three of us. Yep. Which would be easy to do within yeah. the spreadsheet. Yeah. We can figure out the ones that all three of us did. And then from there, yeah, we just fight. Battle Royale. Like yeah. Maybe that's a whole show where we're actually pitching and fighting. Yeah, about. I actually think that would be a fun idea. I like it. Cool. I'm in. Well, well, we will be doing that next year. And besides that, we're going to go to break. Okay. So we're going to be back in 30. All right. Time for buy, don't buy. Wells, how does that work? Well, we've been drinking beer throughout the show where we've been discussing our top 10 beers. Uh, and we're going to tell you what we think about the beers that we've been drinking during the show. Uh, are any going to show up in our top 10 list at the end of 2023? No. No. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Um, but Jeff, why don't you start us off? Uh, so first up, we have a local beer here, Triple C here in Charlotte. Did a collaboration with your mom's donuts, um, which is a very good yet quite expensive donut shop. Yes. It's all artisan. Like, I, I literally, like, I don't want to sound douchey about it, but like, I was in there one time, you know, when they were first opening in a big deal, and I heard the guy talking about how he had, like, slaughtered the pig himself and hand cured the belly to make the bacon for the, you know, like, everything was all like, Little too, little too far for me, but uh, okay. At any uh, rate, meanwhile, I'm like nodding in agreement, going yes, yes. Continue on. Yeah, I mean, like the donut was fine, but it was like a four dollar donut, and I'm just like, this is a lot for a donut. <coughs> Depending so, on what's on the donut. Okay, roll your eyes. Anywho, uh, so this is their uh, your mom's donut beer. Pastry stout, 9.8%. Like, we're starting out show two with a 9.8% beer. So just, just FYI, stick with us. Yeah. Uh, this is a pastry stout with maple pecans, lactose, vanilla, marshmallow, and cheesecake frosting. And um, so I don't know how you all will, will, will resonate with this particular thing. But, like, uh, growing up, 
uh, one of my aunts was really big into cake decorating and kind of did it as a side hustle. And to me, this 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 has like a very strong flavor of like what I used to get when I would like take a, a swipe of the cake frosting. Okay. It's a little too sweet for me. Um, I don't know if it's the cheesecake or the or, or like what's going on with it. It it just kind of puts me in a bad place. It, the beer's probably fine. I just don't care for it. Um, so it's a no buy for me. Wells. Cream cheese frosting absolutely killed this beer for me. I don't think I would necessarily like it, even if that was omitted. But that one left a sour, funky taste in my mouth. That's like I just drank a whole bunch of stouts and then went and threw them all up and then came back. And that's the aftertaste. Uh, I hated this beer. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, no, you don't need to be sorry. I didn't make it. Ve- vehement, no buy. Yeah. Like, violent, no buy. Like, yeah. put me down for negative one. Would you call it the uh, the hatred of a thousand suns? No. Okay. Well, that's it. No buy. Josh. See, this is where I, I guess, to me, the first time You're I wrong. had this. Yeah, no, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 I can be wrong. First time I had this, it reminded me of grabbing a uh, maple bear claw. With cream cheese frosting on it. Yep. Uh, one of the local donut places that I grew grew up, they used to do that. I don't know if that's a Midwest thing. It's maybe, Midwest, yeah, I think so. Um, but it, it's maple. There's pecan. There's marshmallow. It's, it, it reminded me of grabbing this bear claw that I used to go grab at six o'clock in the morning on the way to school, and it's now in beer form, and it really resonated with me. Yeah. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. There was a reason why I saved it because I bought a four pack of this. I didn't think it would get so. I think we dump all over it. Yeah, so much hatred. Uh, this is an absolute buy for me. Next beer up. Glad you liked it. Uh, next up, um, another coffee beer from Treehouse. We talked about their uh, double shot on the last episode. I just poured that. Okay. That's this. Um, this is their quadruple shot, um, which is. Uh, a, a blend of their monochrome core imperial stout, I suppose, um, with extra coffee and whatnot. Uh, 11.2%. <laughs> it's a 12-ounce can, at least, so we got that going for us. Um, I, I, again, I, I'm just a little shocked at Treehouse and their non-hazy IPAs. I like this beer. I'm a buy. Wells? Coming from the Double Shot Espresso in the show prior... To this, um, this coffee is sharper still, but to me, it crosses like a, a line in the sand. It's it's a little too much coffee. It's it burns a little bit. I mean, this kind of like fucked my taste buds you're sp- up. You're supposed to put it in your mouth, not put your thing in it. It oh, no. and you can't butch but chug, but chug this. Lord, words. Uh, after really really enjoying that double shot espresso. This is it, kind of what I expected from Treehouse, to be honest. Um, it's a no-buy. Josh? Uh, I'm right there with you. I feel like this coffee is way too much, uh, comparatively speaking. Like, the last one nailed it. I don't know if this is overly coffeed, but there's definitely that black pepper, like, a little too much going on here. Um, but not green pepper. Like, it hasn't turned. Right. It's just It's sharp. there, though. It's there, though. It's like... It is It is a quadruple shot. Just a tiny little bit more, and it would feel like it's it's turned. Uh, yeah, no buy on this one. Next beer up. Oh, fine. Uh, up next from Dissolver, collaboration with Salute Cerveceria. Part-time wizard, full-time badass. <laughs> So um, if you ever wonder whether or not sometimes breweries are drunk when they're writing their untapped descriptions, uh, this is one that I think would lean you towards the positive. Literally, in all caps, stout season is upon us, exclamation point. Let it rain down on thee and thine, exclamation point. Ya bitch, exclamation point. Ya bitch. Part-time wizard, full-time badass is a 24-month cherry apple brandy barrel-aged honey imperial stout. Probably one of the best base stouts we've put out so far. I want to like it. I really do. 
I, I don't know if it's the honey, if it's the chocolate. It, there's too much going on for this, going on in this for me. Um, I, I'm confused, and I'm gonna I'm gonna know by. Wells, uh, there there is definitely a lot going on in this. Um, Imperial stout with honey. I, I know I stand to to risk losing Josh in that because he doesn't do honey. Um, brandy. Yeah, I know y'all are kind of hit or miss on brandy barrel things. Uh, Brandy's like, a fine girl. No, he's he's a okay. he's a brandy homer. Both um, of you are. She's a fine girl. What a good wife she would be. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this. I, I think it is controlled chaos. It is. I mean, how long did you say this was aged? Twenty four months in apple. Cherry apple brandy barrels like that's that's crazy, um, but it's still very aggressive and a, a, a touch sharp. But you know, twelve percent ABV. I'm not drinking a ton of this, but I am definitely buying this. Josh, your thoughts? This tasted like I just ate a honeycomb, and it was fucking disgusting. Oh, Josh doesn't like honey. Uh, th- th- that's all I got was honey, like. You read all those other ingredients, and I went, where are they? Because I got nothing but just straight honey. I get that. I, mean, I understand what you're saying. And it felt like a punch in the dick. Well, I mean, you do like getting punched in the dick. No, I know. Actually, I don't at all. So no, bye. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Um, so while I was at Lumberbeard, um, I was looking through their cooler and saw some of their barrel-aged stuff. And I'm like, hey, you know, we'll take a gamble on it. Let's see what happens. Um, so this is the first one of two that we'll have eventually. This is <clears throat> uh, Lumberbeard's Bourbon Barrel-Aged Always Finish What You Stout. See, it's a word play. I got it. 2021. Um, aged for a year in Willet Bourbon Barrels. It is um, a, a, a decent... Imperial Stout in a bourbon barrel. Um, I don't know if it's because of having basically two shows and this being our seventh Imperial Stout of the day. Hey, this was your fault. You, I, I know. I you know. Your, look, it's your birthday. Like I was trying to like, like I know, I know, we'll, we'll I know. clear out some of the big stuff and set you up with a bunch of leftovers for your right. birthday. Yeah, like, yeah. It's all great. No, I'm not complaining. Um, I, I don't I don't hate this beer. I don't have a problem with this beer. I also feel like it's kind of getting lost in the shuffle um, because of its ABV I staged it later but I feel like flavor profile wise it probably should have gone first before all the adjuncted stuff I appreciate the fact that it's a non-adjuncted stout it may be fine on its own um, but I don't see myself wanting to go back and buy it again so it's a no buy Wells the spirit perplexes me I've taken small samples of this three times now and I still can't put my finger on it's it's almost like a, a subtle burnt rubber-esque thing that's just kind of it's fine you know and again like a brewery that i kind of knew because of what scott would send most of their hoppy stuff like i had no idea what to expect with this imperial stout it uh it's pretty, I mean, 14.5%. Yeah, it, it's pretty hot. Um, ah, this this kind of isn't for me. Can't, uh, won't, can't, won't, whatever. Josh. No, bye. Josh. I actually feel like you're both kind of a little crazy out of what we just had with all these adjunctive stouts. It kind of stands out on its own of. Because it's not, there's not anything else going on. Yeah, it's just a boozy big boy. Like, I get the chest burn. I, I actually really enjoy this. It's not a bad beer. No, no, I don't think it is at all. I just, I just know, like, the next time I go back to the Pacific Northwest, I'm not be like, oh, we got to make sure we stop by to, so I can get that beer. Right. but I'll be there for other beer. Right. But, you know, going back to our, you know, thing that we frailed on most of this year is, here's just a plain stout. Not adjuncted to all get out, just a plain bourbon barrel aged stout. I think this is very serviceable. I'll buy it. Final beer up. Final beer up from Weathered Souls. 
kind of sort of from here. You bought the bottle here. Yes. But they're a San Antonio brewery. Yes. So whatever. Uh, this is simplistic. Simp? No. Sim. <laughs> not simp. <laughs> it's got dots in between some of the yes. syllables, right? Like N- so. Uh, not not simp. It's not simp. Sim. List. Yeah. Simplistic. Um, and it's just like a nice 15% barrel-aged imperial stout. Um, even on the bottle, it states very clearly um, imperial stout aged in various bourbon barrels. So who knows what bourbon barrels it was. Maybe it's on untapped. I don't know. It is, um, it, it is fine. It is good. Um, I, would, I would buy it if I was there. I don't know that I want a bunch of bottles of this. It's not that much of a standout, but it's, uh, it's actually pretty decent. So considering uh, my buy ratio so far this show, that's all. We'll buy that one. <laughs> well, well uh, this is super roasty to me um, and, and very hot, which is kind of to be expected from a 15% barrel-aged stout, but I am a glutton for punishment for those two things, and I have to I have to buy this because I think it's it's delicious. It's a challenge. Like this is work, but this is freaking worth the work. Juice is worth the squeeze. Absolute buy, Josh. I was going to say if you know bought this, we shared a bottle of this oh, at oh, Weathered Souls. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, that was the whole reason I bought a bottle is because two out of three of the co-hosts of the show had this already Um, in the world of here again, just plain bourbon barrel aged stouts, especially for a brewery that is known as a pastry stout brewery, like to show this much control, this much constraint of, you know what? We're not going to adjunct this thing to hell. We're just going to age it in some barrels and let you know, Hey, we can make just a good stout. Yeah. Which, Makes me more interested in visiting them. You know, when you've got a thing that you made your your mark, whether it's the pastry stout, whether it's the hazy IPA. Right. You know, whatever the case may be, like to be able to show that you can do a proper version of a basic imperial stout or yeah. a basic yeah. IPA or whatever, like that means a lot. It does. Absolutely. Well, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Well, we've told you about the beers that we've been drinking on the show, and now it's time for us to tell you the one that we would be interested in tapping uh, for our theoretical or real home kegerator, Jeff. I'm going to no tap, um, honestly. because I like, mean, that's fair. The, the, the one that I was probably, the one that I enjoyed the most out of the show was the quadruple shot, but I don't feel like I could drink through that fast enough before the coffee would go south. Right. Um, the Weathered Souls was the other one that I bought. I, I just, it, it's it's fine. I just don't know that I would, it's it's very syrupy still. It's very sweet. And I don't okay. think I would enjoy a lot of that. So I'm going to abstain. Fair enough. Well, well uh, it's the simplistic for me. I, I think this is a, a great blend of barrel-aged stout. Um, no coffee in it, so I don't see it turning anytime soon. Uh it's just a, a damn fine barrel-aged stout with no frills, no bullshit. Josh. Right there with you. No frills, no bullshit. Just a well-made imperial stout and some bourbon barrels. Yeah. Simplistic. Absolutely. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where can people find us? Uh, come find us on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Check out our old episodes if you want to. But really, it's a place to see some of our more recent stuff. Um, you know, we've got pictures up there so you can see like, oh, hey, pretty pictures. And I, and I try to like build the articles in a way that you can search for a beer. And if we've had it on the show, maybe it'll show up. There is a link to our like public tasting list, which I need to remember to, uh, tomorrow to update the public facing version of it. Um, it's probably been a couple of months, so you can kind of search through that data and see stuff that we've had on the show. Uh, and it's got the show episode number. So you can go back and listen to like, oh, hey, here's this beer that I really like. I wonder what they thought about it. I see what they scored it. I want to hear more comments about it. Uh, go check that out. Uh, meanwhile, if you want to reach out to us, uh, slide into Josh's DMs on Twitter at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? At all the Wells on Instagram and Twitter. Josh, bring us home. 
So you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. We are pushing nine years, 500 episodes. Like August. August is going to be 500. That's going to be crazy. Right? Um, wow. Wow. Jesus. Makes me feel old. Wow. Wow. That's like half a thousand. It is. I, I can't believe we've made it to 500. When I started this little thing that long ago, I didn't think we'd be still going at this point. But you know what? I realized that like I enjoy hanging out with the two of you and talking on a microphone <gasps> with a beer every two weeks. And that's about all I need. Like we don't need to hang out constantly. That's the other awesome thing. Like I for cool. one appreciate the fact that you realized that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Throw stories up there. We will definitely talk about it. You'll get some karma. It'll be so much fun. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.